Hello there, you're listening to episode 10 of the They Think It's All Over podcast. They Think It's All Corona with me, Owen Midder. Episode 10, can't believe it now. We started right back at the beginning of lockdown. So I think that's 11 weeks of lockdown we're in under now. Seems to have absolutely flown by. And still, the prospect of the Premier League returning seems quite far off. We've been promised uh, a restart. Within a couple of weeks, we'll be discussing that on today's show We'll be talking about the details of how to watch the matches that unfold. Obviously, Sky Sports will have the majority of them, but some of them come free to air as there'll be no fans in the stadiums. Also, we'll have an update from around Europe, talking about the Bundesliga, La Liga and Syria also returning soon. And of course, the usual unpopular opinion and Dorsey challenges at the end of the programme. So do stay tuned for that. This is They Think It's All Over. They think it's all over. On the show with me this week is the usual lineup of David Morgan. Alright, mate. Matthew Dawes. Alright, lad. And Scott Hyron. Oh, you're right. Yeah, good to have you boys on the show again. Uh, we're talking this week about the return of the Premier League, as we have been for a number of weeks now. When's it gonna come back? Lots of dates been chucked around over recent weeks and months and just in the last few days we've finally got confirmation of the 17th of June what's happening on the 17th of June boys well I mean there's really it's Man City Arsenal on that day so hopefully we get a, a good game to come back with obviously that was the first one cancelled uh because of coronavirus, yeah, of right? Yeah, Arteta um, ha- himself had coronavirus at yeah, the time, which yeah. is, you know, part of the reason it was cancelled. Well, the main reason it was cancelled because at that time the whole squad potentially could have had it. Yeah, so that'll be the first game coming back, and then I think the first full match week will then be two days, three days later, is it? Yeah, yeah, it will be. So, and then I mean, obviously this has sort of effects on the title race. Obviously now we haven't we've been saying for weeks, you know, Liverpool hopefully praying that the FA the FA cancel it but unfortunately it could mean that Liverpool actually win the league on the 20th of June if Arsenal beat City and they beat Everton um, which so I mean they've gone from one of the teams that could potentially win the league the earliest to the to team the latest, that are going to win yeah, the latest exactly so. it's crazy isn't it? we were talking about that I mean that's brilliant really isn't it um, but I think the main the main sort of benefit of the Prem going back is that all games will be shown live um, I mean we're going to be on the sofas 24 hours a day aren't we boys watching watching the football um. I think that was the big interest obviously coming back behind closed doors mm. they had to really put everything on on TV so what's what's the lineup? What who's got what yeah, what, so, what I, broadcasters? It's, it's, so uh, as you'd expect Sky have got the majority um, mm. they've got 64 of the 92 games with 25 of those being free to air which is interesting that's um, free to air on Sky on Sky yeah. so I mean you don't even have to have a Sky Sports subscription to watch those, so that's brilliant to see. Um, four will then be on BBC, which is the first time in over 30 years that a Premier League game will be shown live on BBC, which is brilliant to see. Four on Amazon Prime, and then 20 on BT Sport, um, unfortunately, obviously, with Michael Owen and the punditry team. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, obviously, that's phenomenal. I think I'm surprised Sky did actually let 25 of those games be free. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's still to Sky customers, isn't it? No, 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 no it's no, free to anyway. Oh, right, fair anyone, enough, fair yeah, enough. Yeah. It'll be on their Sky Sports mixed channel, which you can access to anyone, so... Oh, class, fair I enough. think it was part of the agreement with the government that they, they had to have a certain right. number of free-to-air because there's no players in... There's no fans in the stadiums. Yeah, that's they were, class. They were forced to have some mm. free-to-air. So, okay, I mean, that's good. brilliant to see. Yeah, yeah it would definitely be interesting to see what sort of level of coverage they put out for those free-to-air ones. Yeah, will it be a full thing with, like... Um, Carragher and Neville or is this mm. going to be a scale back one, like one commentator the, B- the Big League pun, yeah, yeah. pundits and stuff well I'm Plus. guessing they're going to have to have some rule where I think every team's going to have to have a free to air like I assume to, so. to make it equal they can't just put Burnley on the free to air every week you know Yeah. <laughs> I believe isn't Liverpool Everton one of the free to airs I think that's the first Might one be right. yeah, yeah. And they're they're that's big coverage for that aren't that's they? a so, huge one that would yeah. normally have been you know a super Sunday mm. yeah. 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 I think that's my main question is what, what they're going to do with the broadcasting I mean there's rumours of these games being at 12.30, then 3, then 5. I think that's confirmed. I, think that's I mean, exactly. So yeah. what are they going to do? Are they going to do it all in one studio? Are they going to have different pundits for each game each day? <laughs> it's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. As long as, as long as they have Monday Night Football with Carragher and Neville, <laughs> I'm happy. That's all I was I think they've arranged it so there's no games 
on at the same time or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, that's the idea. It's like, yeah. it's like Friday night, then like 12, 2, 4, 6, mm. 8 on Saturday, 2, 4, 6, 8 on Sunday, and then Monday night. Oh, God, that's insane, isn't it? I mean, I think we're spoiled for choice. Well, not, we don't, you don't even have to choose. You can no, watch, no choice, you can watch all no 10 choice. games a week if you yeah. wanted to. Well, <laughs> Which we, we will be, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's no if, if. <laughs> well, the three yeah, of us will be. be. The question is yes. Oh, yeah, might do, might do. I mean, it's outside your working hours now, so you're full-time. I end there, I've got to do what I've got to do, but I will be keeping my eye out on many of the games for sure so what, what's your um, what, what's your pick of the action what are you looking forward to most well, I think City versus Arsenal is it? I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's great to see such a, like a big game I suppose not really a, a big game uh, given the Liverpool are going to win the league soon and it's not, I suppose not really for Arsenal either but I mean in terms of like a top six it's a huge uh, game team us. yeah yeah, yeah I suppose, what, what are you Arsenal chasing still, for Europa still, League still if, still we win that, the if we win that game we can go into um, I believe seventh, even. Like, <laughs> oh my goodness! No, but the point is, we're only so two good. points off United. Then that's so good. Like, the key is that takes us right back up into the race of top four. I think it's, it's quite important for City, really, because yeah, they're, they're a danger of falling out the top. We're four only ten points behind you, mate. And I tell you what, with Pogba and Bruno now fit and Rashford coming back. And De Bruyne looking as overweight as ever. He looks about 45 stone at the moment. <laughs> 45. Don't know what he's been up to during quarantine, but it's certainly not, not training. Yeah, yeah. yeah no. um, I, th- I think you'd be in big trouble, mate, if you're a bit complacent, yeah? Well, I, I think if, it, if complacency uh, does occur, then yeah. But I think as well, we've got some of our um, long-term injury players coming back as well, which is nice for the port. Uh, Sane as well. Uh, so I think those will he's be... He's in Bayern already, isn't he, surely? No, he's not in Bayern already. <laughs> but... Um, it's nice to have those guys back and pretty much a fully squi- uh, fully fit squad again. So uh, I'm quite looking forward to see how we I mean, can do. We saw it the other day. We thought Jaden Sancho put on a few pounds and he just goes and scores a hat-trick. Yeah, so. yeah, all, 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 all it takes is get a little bit match fit and then uh, good to go, really. So I think we'll uh, we'll come back in style, hopefully. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> goodness. <laughs> That's terrible. That was awful. That <laughs> come awful. back in style. I can't wait but, till you lose three now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm just happy it's all back. and I, I, I still look back like probably two, three months ago us doing these podcasts and yeah. thinking what's going to happen what's going to happen yeah. all of us boys with different views and now we finally have some sort of answer to Something at least tangible. what's happening in the Premier yeah. League yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean there obviously is the, the possibility that it doesn't happen you know this is all yeah, exactly. it's all, they're all provisional dates you know supposing that the government still doesn't ramp up lockdown again and mm. you know the, the transmission rate stays mm. down um, what do you think the possibilities could be if they do have to call it off do you think they can just push it back and maybe finish it in August, September. How far can they go? I mean, obviously, sorry, Rod. Um, <laughs> I mean, assume before the end of August, I think, would probably be what they'd aim to sort yeah. of get it done by, um, which if you sort of push it back, say, three or four weeks, it's fine. But if you're looking to push it back two months or so, it's just not possible. Not so yeah, be interesting to see what, what, what really happens. Um, but there was no positive tests in the most recent round of testing, so that's a positive. That's um, good, yeah. So it is looking good. Um, but as you say, anything can happen over these next two weeks or so before we get the kickoff. Mm. So mm. And you look in Germany as well and it's, it's given I think big inspiration for all the other European leagues um, the Spanish league, league which I think is coming back uh, around the same time as 11th us. 11th of June mate. Uh, before us and Serie A just after. So um, I think there's a lot of inspiration and obviously uh, sort of ponders the question whether uh, League 1 maybe cancelled a bit early and um, mm. I, mean, I don't really think PSG normally need a gift anyway but I think um I mean, there's a little bit of a time. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry about PSG. I'd be worried about the teams that have been relegated. As yeah, opposed to yeah, yeah. Looking at that, thinking, hang on a minute. All What's the other big? major leagues are kicking off. Why aren't we? You know, we, yeah, we've yeah. been relegated. But I suppose that was that was more that was more of a government decision, wasn't it? To yeah. cancel to cancel all of Which that. Which looks so. quite reactionary now. But yeah. Obviously, at the time, everyone was backing it. So mm. who knows? Mm. Of course, the interesting thing, or it's been a lot of the subject of a lot of debate recently, is the where they're going to play the matches and it was sort of proposed about neutral ground sort of mm-hmm. location in the Midlands was mooted yeah. to, you know, I'm not really sure what was going on with that perhaps the, the Etihad campus with its 20 million pitches <laughs> <laughs> these, these you know yeah, suggestions yeah, exactly. were thrown around and then a few clubs came out I think Brighton were one of them that came out and said that they weren't happy with the proposals Watford as well I think and there's been all sorts of rumours about what's going to happen but has it actually been confirmed whether they're going to Clubs be playing at not home been grounds. confirmed yeah not been confirmed yeah I mean there was a rumour I think you mentioned it mid that Liverpool could be playing some games at Wembley which I think Rod was it you found that or I don't think so no. I thought it was, I'm sure it was you man I was like I thought I was quoting someone else oh really I, I mean maybe it might have been Hall maybe I was quoting yeah, Hall yeah it must be 
I mean, that's that makes no sense to me. I, don't, I just saw. I'm sure it was. It must have been Hall. It was, if it was yeah, yeah, yeah. It was there, like, yeah, yeah. That's what I, you I didn't come up with it myself, but I'm sure Hall was saying he saw something that said Liverpool were playing all their home games at Wembley. I don't know. I, just, oh, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, exactly, I didn't dive yeah. into any. That would be bizarre like, if you yeah. ask me. Um, but I mean, who knows what's going to happen? Really, yeah. um, I think there's also a little caveat that. They're considering using FIFA 20 crowd noise <laughs> at the at the venues <laughs> to sort of get some atmosphere, which I mean that's just ridiculous, really, isn't it? I don't yeah. know how that would work out, but but they have they have had some crowd noise. I don't think in the Bundesliga, but in the K League, they yeah. did. Yeah, it was quite, it was quite, quite good. Well. To be fair, yeah, I quite enjoyed that. I thought it was really good in the K League. I think I think you can you can notice the difference in the Bund as much as I love watching the Bundesliga, and it is better in terms of the football. It is mm. better to watch. Um, I think the noise of the K League was was really good. It, was like more it, 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 it almost yeah. felt like watching an actual match. Yeah. Like it, yeah. it didn't feel much different because you don't really you don't focus visually on the crowd or the stadium like but you can hear that sort of background noise of the fans and I think yeah. it does create more of an immersive experience so I, I, I'm a win for it I think on those two leagues that have come back the K League and the Bundesliga obviously they've both been bringing in the cardboard men into the mm, stadium yeah. you know the sort of the plastic the free kick men usually try and <laughs> give a bit paint paint someone's face on it and then bring it in the stadium like it's usually what City's doing on the weekly but I was waiting for that one uh, um <laughs> What, do you think we can see that in a, in, a, in the Premier League clubs? Have, have any of you boys' clubs come forward and asked you to submit some cardboard men? <laughs> no, not the no, moment. I haven't no. talked about oh, cardboard yeah. men. But I was a bit confused as to why the sort of the FA are looking to use FIFA 20's crowd noise because mm. obviously they had to pay a licensing fee for that. But surely, you know, City could just donate theirs. <laughs> <laughs> no, we haven't got nothing going on there. I was thinking you actually do use crowd noise. I thought that was confirmed. It was 100% confirmed. 100%. I, 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 don't, I don't know what the mechanics are behind 100% it. 100% confirmed. I, I, either way, it's 100% I'm, confirmed. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to go into it because I don't know the, the exact numbers or uh, the facts behind it. But whether, whether they're available uh, by wherever that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get, I'd say just uh, maybe just a standard noise across the whole league. It, it, this is going into a bit of an off topic thing. Well, I don't know. Really. I think it's very relevant. Like, <laughs> We don't want like the wrong club's chance at different grounds. You want no, Chelsea, no, no, Chelsea, no, no. Chelsea, and Newcastle v no, Burnley. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it depends. I'll be honest, they got it wrong. I reckon they'll have like a control room. <laughs> With, almost like a like a van maybe the VAR like, yeah, literally like the VAR van like, you know, <laughs> of like crowd lift, literally every single team have got like different chants and stuff and they're like yeah. alright play this one now play this one if a goal goes in right United crowd noise let's get it in do 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 and then we're like oh that was all that rubbish I think that could work really well um, it'd be funny if they've got the fans are behind it as well like, yeah yeah that'd be, that'd be so good um, it'd be interesting to see what happens there but I think I mean FIFA 20 crowd noise is quite funny really yeah, but, yeah. I mean I guess they have to record their own one so I mean yeah I, yeah. I think it could work quite well um, interesting see obviously with the Premier League as well I think as Horan mentioned La Liga's back 11th of June and this amazingly they've decided that all games will be shown live for Sky customers for the for La Liga for La Liga oh, nice. which was on Premier Sports but they've decided that anyone who's got a Sky Sports subscription can access it so that's Delta that? I have no idea mate <laughs> Premier Sports have been severely dealt I was going to say I don't I know how Sky I mean, must have bought it off Sky so. have got a monopoly yeah, really yeah, but, fair I mean, play they've done well I mean Serie A's back on the 20th of June as of the championship obviously yeah, yeah. Swan's pushing for promotion well pushing for playoffs like, <laughs> pushing for six yeah. <laughs> I mean the I championship mean, was interesting because I know a lot of clubs actually came out after the announcement and said they weren't consulted oh, wow. which is different to what the, the, the Premier Leagues have the sort of unanimous vote or the two thirds vote or yeah, yeah. all these sort of things some championship clubs I think QPR were first to come out and say well we don't want to come back on 20th of June you know uh-huh. we, we would have voted against it but the EFL just decided and it, it seems a little bit odd that not even like club doctors or wow. chairman are being consulted so I think that's a little bit more up in the air than the Premier League you know I'm oh, not okay. I'm not yeah. I'm not too convinced of that happening yeah. so. that's very interesting I mean mm. and then the FA have actually also released the FA Cup schedule sort of mm. a number of uh, rough dates for your calendars so we've got they're aiming to get the quarterfinals done on the 27th and 28th of June the semi-finals on the 18th and 19th of July, and then the final on the 1st of August. And with the interesting thing about the final is they're aiming to have 20,000 fans at Wembley watching the game, which, I mean, I don't know what you boys think of that. It sounds a bit ridiculous to it me. sounds a yeah. bit bonkers. They will obviously be socially distancing and all that rubbish, but I don't know how that would work so out. 
How big's Wembley? Is it? Nine, it's ninety thousand. So, so yeah. be, there's a lot of seats yeah, available. So, so it'll be like what? What four? Four blank seats between them? Something like that. That's what. Yeah. They, yeah. Well, I guess you have, you have groups like two or three people together in a family or whatever. Yeah. True. Yeah. You need like eight seats in the next people or something. Yeah. yeah. I think it would just be very weird because sort of you wouldn't really have any chance. Like no chance a Mexican wave with that. No. no. Mexican wave. You're a Mexican wave merchant. <laughs> I think right? it's, it's always it's, good fun. It's easy to think about the seats, but you've got to think about people getting there, like public transport, yeah. people getting into the turnstiles, people buying. Clients, people go to the toilet, like that's where it really falls down. You'd have to treat it almost like an airport. You'd have to get there two yeah. hours early to yeah. be able to get, you know, get in and make it your way to you your wouldn't, seat. wouldn't get in, would you? No. Yeah. I mean, I can see why they'd want to do it. Um, mm. I couldn't imagine a cup final being played in front of no one. I think that would just be very strange indeed. But I mean, 20,000 fans. How? I mean, how's the t- ticket application process going to work? I mean, if City get there, obviously it's easy. You just turn up on the day. Yeah, it is. For, for, for a club like United, 20,000, you know, that be gone list. within yeah. milliseconds. Well, you bear in mind that like 15,000 of those will go to the sponsors. Exactly, yeah, so yeah, that's true. About two and a half yeah. thousand each. <laughs> It'd be like, back you all over again. Yeah. You don't believe, like. <laughs> was it 3,000 each or something? 3,000 each, I think. Yeah, but yeah. the problem was we didn't even sell that. No one Because no yeah, one could yeah. get to no back There was no flights from London the week of the final. Two London clubs playing. It's what I mean, no one will be able to get to Wembley. Like you know, with lockdown, I don't not, know, not even advise travel. So, but then obviously that's the first of August. So I mean, things yeah, will change in the next two months. Um, yeah. But I thought that was very interesting. And I mean, be interesting. So you mentioned the the dates of the quarterfinals and semifinals. Mm. Are they going to be like in their own slots, or how are they going to work that around the Premier that's League what I mean. championship? I mean, obviously United City and are Arsenal significant up. No, <laughs> <laughs> you're baiting. Uh, you're baiting him, man. That's the So I mean, I mean, obviously, Ross crying. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, obviously that's you know should be game week two of the Premier League. That's sort of that weekend. Yeah. So I don't know mm-hmm. how that would work. Maybe we'd have to catch up. But then I don't know when we'd catch up on those on those fixtures. That doesn't make sense because they're trying to finish the Premier League by the end of August so they can get the Champions League done. Yeah. No, apparently by the end of July, I think the Champion, Champions League done. done in August. Yeah. So if you have to have missed game weeks and then catch up in August. If it's like City or United, you guys are going to have a ridiculous Yeah, it's going to be like, crazy. We're playing every two, three days. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what... I mean, maybe currently with the Premier League, they might just be aiming for that anyway, you know, sort of every three, yeah. four days. And then if we miss one, then we'll have to play, I don't know, every two days? I mean, it couldn't... I mean, I'm, I'm presuming... Because I think in the, well, the Bundesliga at the minute, it's not every three or four days, is it? I think there's some, some game weeks there are an extra game in the middle but I think yeah. some aren't so I think it I mean, would... they've started early enough that they can pretty much do yeah. it once a week and get it done by the end of July yeah but I I, th- I think there'll probably be scope where there'll be some weeks where you will play two games a mm. week and some will be one so I think for clubs like yours and mine if we progress through the FA Cup we will just have to fill in more on those with the uh, the Premier League and yeah. it will be a case of uh, how, how many rounds are there left? three three rounds yeah, left so of the other Premier League oh I th- what, ten? ten yeah but you've got, there's only six weeks till the end of July yeah, so it's it's getting it's getting a bit crazy, isn't it? <laughs> You're yeah. going to be playing twice a week minimum if you include yeah. the FA Cup. Mm. I mean, you guess. I mean, you, you could do the sort of Monday, Thursday, Saturday every week. I mean, that's crazy for the players. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, that's that's the only way that could work out. I mean, I'm not sure. Obviously, these are all sort of up up for grabs, but yeah, who knows what's going to happen? Um, so yeah, I think that sort of summarizes football coming back, boys. Yeah, I can't wait. It's the summer. We'll have. 15 games a day to watch it looks like at some point yeah. Um, yeah. but then I thought I wanted to sort of discuss some other news you know in football obviously it's not all about Corona I think the main one obviously yeah, they think it's all Corona they think it's all Corona it's, but not, it's, it's not. not it really <laughs> is there is a, there's some other things to talk about yeah. I think the first one is that um, Icardi is signed for PSG on a long term deal obviously he was on loan there this season mm. but, so they have decided to sort of where's he come from is he in Italy he's in uh, Inter Milan, in yeah, Milan so, yeah. um, and I think for me that probably makes PSG's front three the best in the world at the moment. Yeah. You know, Mbappe, right Neymar, and Icardi. Yeah. That's that's wow, a ridiculous front three. Um, some good news for United was that we managed to extend Igalo's loan until January 2021. Classic Woodward leaving it right. To the oh, last I mean, minute. it's the last day, probably the last minute. <laughs> he could have done this papers. in March, and he's leaving it till literally the first, the morning of the first of June. <laughs> is Ed Woodward, mate? That's all I'll say. You're on the flight back to China. Yeah. And like, oh wait, come back, come back, come back. We it's, got you it's Ed Woodward, mate. He's a joke of a man. Um, and I think another another sort of interesting one is that Saul from Atletico Madrid tweeted three days ago, well, two days ago, I think, saying that his new club will be announced in three days. <laughs> a lot of conspiracies going on. Obviously, what, see what happened with Griezmann. I say that whole, reminds me of Griezmann. The movie like, and yeah, all this yeah, rubbish. Yeah, yeah. And he ended up staying. And he has followed half of Man United's squad on Twitter, probably just to bait the United fans, <laughs> as usual. But I think 
realistically, it's going to be like he's got some gambling website that he's partnered with or something yeah, rubbish. Exactly, you know, the classic yeah. bait. bait. Um, and I think, as you mentioned earlier, uh, Maud, Sancho did score a hat-trick on the weekend. And there's actually an incredible stat that he's had more goal involvements this season than Phil Foden has appearances for Manchester City Football Club. In his career, that In is. his career. Foden's career. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's in. It, it, it's, it's, it comes it's, up every week. I couldn't, it? It I couldn't believe that stats. That's outrageous. It's, it's obviously insane, but I, I think as well for a forward, it's easier to break into a team earlier than a, cent- a centre uh, mid. I was actually looking at this the other day as well, and um, I was looking at players like Iniesta, yeah. uh, Xavi, who didn't really make many appearances at the same age that Phil Foden did, say for Barcelona. Yeah, but they have Barcelona B. They had, they had, but I mean that's obviously what's helpful for Barcelona. But even that, like it's hard, it's hard to say how you would transition it. But in England, it's, it's a lot more different. But um, in terms of like first team appearances and stuff for the main Barcelona team, it was only when they got to about twenty or so, well, the very nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, where they really started to get uh, appearances. So I, th- I think, in my in my opinion, it's. Is a progressive thing, um, but obviously Sancho is ahead of Phil yeah. Foden right now. Mm. But again, I think for centre midfielders, I think it's different it's, culture. Isn't it's it? different. different culture in the in Spanish league and the German league and yeah, yeah, for sure. Well. It, yeah. I, I think Pep's obviously doing what he thinks is right. I mean, I, I mean, I, I have already told you boys. I think he should be playing earlier, but mm. um, be as a centre mid. So I think you can use that start. It's, it is just one numbers compared to another bunch of numbers which aren't that's the, really that's related that's definition of a stat yeah yeah but like it's not comparing say one player's goals and assists to another it's like you're comparing goals and assists to another player's appearances yeah, yeah. Like they're not, it's, not, it's not really it's crazy but it's not really relevant well I think it is quite relevant <laughs> I don't think it's very relevant at all given that as well the German league is an easier league than the Premier League yeah, but this is Foden's appearances in all competitions. Yeah, yeah, I, I get that, but I still... But I obviously... <laughs> You've won the Carling Cup it, three it, years in a row. It, it, spe- it speaks... Well, 21 games right It there. speaks volumes of how well Jadon Sancho is doing, but I think yeah, yeah. you can't really compare that. I think, given that he's a forward, given that he's made the leap into an easy... I mean, he's made a very brave leap and is very much paid off for him. I think he has done the right thing for himself. 100%. Yeah, yeah, you would have played four games for Pat. No, no, for sure, for sure. But I just think it's obviously a very, it's a very short-term stat to use now, and it's uh, I think in the future, hopefully Phil's decision will pay off. I'll come back in a year's time and, and see if you're right. Yeah, yeah. He'll be at West Brom probably. <laughs> <laughs> So moving on to the next part of the show, we've got uh, David Morgan with his unpopular opinion. But before we get on to that, I think you just wanted to make a little correction from earlier, Rob. Yeah, I had it wrong. I was talking about League Cup. We are still an FA Cup. Um, We beat Portsmouth to go through and we've got Sheffield coming up on the 27th. Nice. Well, it wasn't just Dorsey being savage then. No, I I got... I generally don't know what competitions they've been knocked out of these days, man. (laughs) It was a rough period. After then we are cost, I think. I just don't know. Yeah. But anyway, on to your unpopular opinion, Rod. What have you got for us this week? So, mine's sort of based on a, um, a club who have the second lowest net spend in the league over the last five years. Uh, it's, the, it's the idea that if they'd managed to retain all their players that they've let go, that they would be a well, they would be in the top six this season. Okay, interesting. And that club is Southampton. I was going to say, it had to be, it had yeah, to be. Yeah, yeah. yeah so they've, okay. they've got, their net spend is currently 2.8 million. My, right. Negative 2.8 million. Over so they, the course of? The last five years. Okay. Right. So then they've spent 2.8 million more than they've... No, they, so they've, they've gained. Two, they've gained, oh, okay, wow, gained yeah. 2.8 million. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa, what? They, the last five years. Yeah. 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 And they've sold 243.2 million mm. pounds worth of players in that time. Yeah. So I've sort of put together a kind of 11 and a manager of players, the players they've lost of like, players yeah. that have like a sort of potential lineup, and there'll be a few other options mm-hmm. there yeah so I've kept the goalkeeper the same McCarthy he's done a good job for them okay. obviously they've let Forster go but you know he was sort of deteriorating for them at left back you've got a bit of a choice you can have Luke Shaw yeah. let go to United and obviously kind of Assuming that he didn't break his leg, if he didn't go to yeah. United, there. So we get it. You're, you're talking peak Luke Shaw. Peak right Shaw, yeah, yeah. You know, another option there is obviously Ron Bertrand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then the centre backs, you've got Virgil Van Dijk. Yeah. Is the, you know, the obvious choice. That's the big it. boy. That's the big boy in that defence. Alongside, you could e- have either. I'd say 
Jose Font, who yeah. they let go to West Ham, or Lovren as well, who joined, who went up to mm-hmm. Liverpool. Not neither of those two are top centre backs, but they they do very well, I think, in a partnership with Van Dijk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Van Dijk was. And then at right back, you could go for Klein, mm-hmm. who they let go to Liverpool, or Cedric, um, who they recently loaned out to us, but has yet to make an appearance for us. <laughs> but still, a decent right back. Mm-hmm. Midfield was sort of slightly iffy area but you could have Oxlade Chamberlain mm-hmm. who's really sort of uh, reignited his career since moving back to Liverpool Yeah, and then you've got options such as Wenyama who went to Spurs Schneiderlin and then Hoiberg has really been doing a job for them who's currently in the squad as well okay. Nathan Dyer obviously as well yes of course yes Swansea Lallana, boy yeah, yeah. yeah Lallana, Lallana yeah. as well he's on the list Yeah, um, and then you move on to the front three which I think where it gets really good because you could potentially have Sadio Mane, mm-hmm. Danny Ings, and Gareth Bale as your front three. <laughs> yeah, that's a joke, isn't it? I feel like that front three, with those sort of supporting players, mm-hmm. and obviously I've missed off the manager so far, which is Pochettino. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah that, that team there, I think, you know, because there's other options, you know, like Jay Rodriguez, they let go to West Brom. Um, there's other defenders such as, you know, like... Um, a Callum Chambers who whilst not a great player would be good to have in that squad make mm. it much more complete give them longevity one think, for me would be Tadic he's oh yes of course at Ajax yes. now mm. for me one of the best players in the world last season tore yeah. Real Madrid to pieces at the Bernabeu of course um, he's brilliant so I think he'd also make a yeah definitely they're one I forgot to put in mm. there like but that, there we go that's sort of the basis of my unpopular mm. opinion okay. I think it's interesting I understand it's hypothetical but yeah. I think there's a problem in that the Southampton business model is a selling club. Mm, okay. And I wonder if they had kept all those players, would they even be in a club anymore? Like, would they be able to carry on financially? You know, I know obviously that's not really the question. It's still a side point. We're talking hypothetically, mm. but yeah. I think just as a, you know, that is their what they have to do. They have mm. an incredible academy. We all know that. But they yeah. they have they survive by selling players, as a lot of the lower league, the lower clubs in the Premier League do. They have, they make their money off off the big players. I think they sort of they've they you know they clearly are using they clearly don't generate enough money from ticket sales, which seems mm. odd because they do have a sort of quite large loyal fan base yeah. to the point that they should be able to have a net spend that isn't negative. Yeah. Um, so potentially it could be down to their owners having having owners that aren't potential are funneling well not even funneling money in, but, but it seems to be almost mm. as if they're taking money out. Would, yeah. would you assume that? You choose an eleven, and then they still sold all the others. So, say if you wanted to have one Yama, you'd assume that they sold no, Schneiderling. No, no, you just okay. assume that they can. They they sort of, for example, you know, they back, you know, five six years ago. Yeah. They had a sort of wealthy owner come in, and then they're in the position financially they yeah, don't think, have yeah. to sell players. So that's, okay, the, yeah, yeah, okay. that's the that's the crux yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they they could hold on to their they talent. To it, yeah. So they could keep because yeah. oh, they've probably team, had, yeah. uh, they've probably had say got the best academy out there yeah. in the league. I don't think like, I don't, there's a doubt that it'd be top six. I think yeah. the question is whether they would challenge you for the league. I think league be a push. I don't think they challenge for the league. I think, but they, I think they challenge for top four. I think look at look yeah. at. I mean, Leicester yeah. have got a really good squad this year, but look at how strongly they've been doing yeah. um, this year uh, after winning the league in 2016 as well. And but you look at like Liverpool's success this year. You think that's a lot down to two players, Virgil Van Dijk and Sadio Mane, which are you know. No, yeah, I, I was just look, looking at it from that point. Yeah, yeah. and, and they've run away the league. Brilliant manager as well. Yeah, I that, think that front that, that front three is phenomenal. Yeah, that that front three sort of you know like, I wrote that down and I was like, yeah, that's a that that's that's done it. I guess it's also a question of development, but even though I, I just saying that about Ooh, yeah, BBD true. and Mane's, they were they, both, they were top players for they were good players at Southampton, but Klopp has you know turned them into world beaters. Yeah, you know, but you know they they sort of they shined in a underperforming Southampton team you know lots of these players you know they've benefited from having top players surrounding them yeah yeah you're you right you know like Virgil van Dijk may not have the best as good stats as he does if he didn't have Alisson behind him yeah mm-hmm. you know like Mane wouldn't have as good stats if he didn't have you know uh, players like Salah and Firmino next to him mm. yeah like I suppose it depends if uh, Gareth Bale wants to play golf a lot of the time. Or not. <laughs> so that's a big question. I think, and, I think and, and the, the Southampton fans, the, the, the fans don't hate him, then he'd be all right. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Southampton yeah, yeah, fans, yeah, would, oh yeah, they're not like Madrid fans where they turn on him. They'd stay loyal to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that and the injury record. Question, but I mean, yeah. g- given his talent and if he is um, 
if he were to stay like not injured over the course of a season, I think he'd obviously be very effective in that front th- three, very mm. effective uh, front three in general. The only thing that worries me about that is the midfield. Yeah, it's I think good. Ta- it's all right, but I think Tadic in there. Tadic, yeah, that's a good point. If you have ta- Tadic, Chamberlain, in- and Wanyama, that's a good midfield actually. Yeah. Like that, that would be a very. That's solid the only thing with me. Yeah, think, but then you look like, at Liverpool on paper; their midfield isn't great. Exactly. Like yeah. that's the thing. It's it's sort of you know like I think all the all the players I've got down there would do the job. Yeah. yeah. Like, Pochettino would get them working well yeah, together as well. He'd yeah. Keep them organised. Keep that you know like that Spurs defence he he had with them. Yeah. You know none of those players. You know you look at them individually. Walker, Rose, and stuff. They're not exceptional players, mm. but he made them a pro- yeah, sort okay. of proper defensive unit. Mm. I think, yeah, I 100% agree with you, Rod, on the top six. Yeah, yeah, the top six, 100%. Yeah, yeah, I, I think Top I four is where it gets tight. The question is, can we, the, without, without actually sort of developing the unpopular opinion, yeah. there, have <laughs> I been too conservative? I think, I think it is quite conservative. I think, I think so, yeah. Because right. that squad is easily better than Arsenal's right now, easily. So yeah. We're not top six. That's a good point, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Your squad at the moment. Um, yes. Yes, it yeah, is. Yeah, look, is. Just look at the front I think, three. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, a better yeah. squad than yours. Definitely yeah. better you'd, you'd, you'd take that front three over your front three any day. Because you're fifth, aren't you? Um, yeah. Yeah. It's better than Chelsea's, in my opinion. I, I think it's top four. The only one that's top four. It's, it's, it's as good as Leicester. You'd have Liverpool You'd have Liverpool and City, obviously. They beat it, I think. Uh, and then Leicester... Oh, it's Van Dijk that just takes the money, isn't it? Yeah, Van Dijk. Van Dijk and Mane are the ones that you just think, yeah, that, that takes it up. Yeah, yeah, that takes it over the edge. I think they'd, yeah, I think they'd get top. They'd, they'd probably get top four actually. Yeah, they would. Yeah, I think I'd agree with they'd get top four. I agree with that as well. Yeah, I think I think so. It was almost too easy. I think yeah, I, I went a bit, a bit too conservative. No, I like that. I look good idea though. Very good yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah. No, very right. interesting. Lots very of interesting. Uh, lots of clear research done. Yeah. I mean, good. Um, yeah, lots the of numbers, s- mate. You marking his yeah. essay here, man. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Overall grade seventy-two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I yeah, yeah. Excellent, excellent. Very good. Sixty-five. Yeah. <laughs> Add this to the transcript. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very good, mate. Very good. So moving on then to uh, Dorsey's weekly feature. Well, the first of Dorsey's weekly Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, yeah, yes. Multi-feature man over yeah. here. Uh, in uh, start one, bench one, sell one. What have we got for us this week, Dorsey? So we'll start off with, um, again, a Spanish theme, but this time Spanish centre-backs. Oh, yeah. So we've got Sergio Ramos, Gerard Piquet, and Carlos Puyol. I knew it was going to be yeah, there. Yeah. It's a classic three. It's yeah. a classic obvious, three. Obvious, obvious. Yeah. And yeah. I still don't know what I do. So I'm looking forward to seeing what you do. <laughs> I, I think you have to start Ramos. Like, <sighs> oh my <laughs> God. I think you have yeah, to. I wasn't starting him. He, he might be right. I, I think, don't think I he think, starts I for think me. For his oh. leadership and his goals when you need them the most. His goals are, cr- are crucial. Like, yeah, he, right, is, right. he is the kind of player that will just, you know, you need that equaliser to take you to extra time and then pens as he has done for Madrid and he will get that he will just somehow you know appear in the box at the right time he'll be offside but the rest won't see it oh yeah of course yeah, yeah, but yeah. like this is Spanish league yeah, yeah. 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 and Champions League yeah. yeah so but I think for that reason he's, okay. he's, he's got to start for me the where the where you place the other two is just you know oh, like that's a headache there I think I'd probably bench Puyol. Okay. Like, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think the same. I, I think I put Puyol ahead of PK as well. Yeah. I think. I, I think that's the e- the easier of the decisions to make. I think it's it feels it's harsh. It's where you put Ramos. It feels, it feels harsh on PK. I, I think yeah. PK is so underrated these days. He's phenomenal in that Barcelona team. Oh, he was. Absolutely phenomenal. Oh, so was Puyol. Yeah. And so was Ramos. Problem. And Puyol's <laughs> leadership as well. Like yeah. he, he would yeah. not accept any funny business at all yeah you talk about leadership and he, he's the first guy on the sheet you know? yeah yeah I'd, even more of a lead probably even more of a leader I, for me than yeah. Ramos yeah, yeah, for me, yeah, is, yeah, yeah. definitely yeah. more of a leader I think Ramos just sort of With beats the clutch him moments, yeah. yeah his sort of you know his clutch goals yeah I think, I think I'll agree with you Rod I think you convinced me with the clutch goals um, otherwise I was putting Puyol in my starting position but yeah I'll, I'll, I'll agree with Rod and go Ramos Puyol and then oh, PK I, th- I think I'm going to I, I'm such a massive fan of Puyol mm-hmm. and I think I'm very tight I think I'm going to very tightly flip the, uh, yeah, the diff- flip Puyol yeah, and yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Ramos I can agree with that but I'm agreeing with you Hiron I yeah. think yeah it's, Puyol for me it was, it was the tough one was between Ramos and PK in all honesty I think Puyol had to start for me and then between Ramos and PK it had to be but then yeah but it's the clutch moments that yeah. stand out I mean PK has been phenomenal for Barca for years and was 
you know, a centre half and one of the best teams ever. But I think, yeah, the clutch moments yeah. for Ramos just just get him on the be- off spot on the bench for me. Interesting as an anti-Madrid merchant. Yeah, oh, I, mean, I can't stand that club. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so that was interesting, boys. So we'll move on to the second lot. So we've got Cesc Fabregas, Wesley Snyder, and Thomas Muller. Ooh. Hmm. <gasps> Difficult one because I, I don't think Muller really plays in the same position. I'd, I'd, I've thought this to put these as like sort of attacking midfield yeah. roles. If you're looking at it that way. I'd say Fabregas and Schneider play very similar roles, but okay. Muller feels like a little bit different. But you could easily categorise them in the same yeah, way. Yeah, because yeah, Schneider had that season, didn't mm-hmm. he? Where people, people were sort of, you know, like, how did this guy not win the Ballon d'Or that year? Almost yeah. like, <laughs> messy, <isn't> <laughs> yeah, that's the trouble. Mm. You know, he could have won, but then I don't, th- I don't think he he sort of kept it up mm-hmm. to yeah. the same level that the others right. have. Mm. Like he had that sort of phenomenal season, but then. That, he has been top draw. He has been top, well. but like I don't think he's been as top bar that season as okay. the others have been. Okay. I think Fabregas is one of my favourite players, like oh. of all time. Just I, I love the guy. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, you know he's one of those players you grew up watching and you like want to have his name on your back. Like, yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. Obviously, Harman is a Chelsea fan. Like. Yeah. But regardless of who he played for, well, you know, <laughs> yeah, 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 he yeah, was just like yeah. the, the idol, idolised player. But the problem I have is Muller's longevity mm. yeah I love his longevity he's, and he's, been at the top he's, a, born, so he's a born winner yeah, yeah. You, yeah. You, you, you won it all yeah. he's won, won it all, all um, with Germany with Bayern yeah, yeah. Um, I, I should love the way he plays and he, it's almost, he's almost like that I suppose he's attacking mid like mid also kind of like just with a bit behind the striker as well yeah. and I, I, re- I really do like that. I think for that longevity, he's probably at the top for me. I put him there too. Yeah. I think despite despite Fabregas, I love the guy. He's yeah. he's my second choice, and Schneider is unfortunately at my club. Interesting. Yeah, I, I'm the exact same there. Yeah. I think I might be flipping Muller and Fabregas. Yeah, I'm gonna like, do the same wrong. I, I mean, think it could yeah. be the Arsenal. In the, I think it's the Arsenal merchant. Yeah. <laughs> think about Chelsea. Think about Chelsea. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think <laughs> <laughs> trying to bribe him to choose the same as you. I, I love a guy, but you've, you've got looking at his technical ability. I think. Muller <sighs> pips it for me. I disagree I with that t- statement. T- I, Muller is a bit. Yeah. Muller's very. I don't know. He's like a. He's like a vanilla footballer. If that makes sense. <laughs> okay. Like, I, I see where Rod's coming from. You know here. what I mean? Like he, no, do, he gets. Do. He gets results, but he doesn't do anything like extravagant. No. Yeah. You yeah. know, like. Okay. Um, whereas Fabregas, he has, you know, he's, that, he's got that sort of bit of Spanish flair yeah, like, yeah, that yeah. makes him exciting to watch. But M- you, no one can argue with Muller's results mm-hmm. at all. Muller's a classic German, isn't he? Like, yeah, yeah. Efficient, efficient, like scores goals for fun. Yeah, yeah. No, no nonsense, yeah. no like you know tricks or anything. No, no. He's just walked through your defence and scored, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah. Like, I think I'm gonna go Fabregas first, just to not just to make it a bit different. Yeah, yeah. Okay, no, that's fair enough. No, I like that. Ah. See, I I think I think I'm gonna have to agree with Rod. Yeah, yeah. I, I I love Fabregas. I think there's a rumours in when Moyes first took over that we were gonna get him. Obviously, <laughs> then he went to Chelsea. So that was grim, but he was phenomenal. I mean, was he 16 at Arsenal when he first came into yeah, the team? He was incredible. He was phenomenal at Barca for those two years he was there, and then at Chelsea, one of the catalysts for them, helping them win the league in 2015. So, I think he has to be there. And yeah, I think Muller on the bench. As I said, efficient, efficient as you like. Classic, classic German. Interesting. If if he'd gone to United that season, do you think it could have been a different story for you? It is. He could have. You know, he could have won two, three leagues. Because he's he's that sort of player who's had that Premier League experience. Yeah. Mm. Br- he's exactly what we needed at the time as well. You know, our midfield was Anderson and Cleverly at the time. Yeah, exactly. On. I think that could have been bringing Fabregas in with Van Persie in the form he was in at the time. Did it was the season he finished second, wasn't it? That was under Mourinho. Twenty eighteen. Uh, a yeah. bit later, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I, Obviously, it's a shame we didn't get him, but yeah, what a player he was, and obviously he did his things for Spain as well, which helped them win all those trophies. Um, so yeah, moving on to the final one, I thought quite attacking, quite attacking-minded players. So we've got Clarence Seedorf, mm-hmm. Matt Letizia, and Gianfranco Zola. That's very interesting. Mm. This, this I think is the hardest one. Yeah, that is, that's tough because you can't argue with Letizia's goals mm, for Southampton. Like, it's so tough. Because Zola was a genius. Yeah, he was. Absolute genius. It's so hard. I think Letizia is ranked below Seydorf for me. Okay. Um, I think Seydorf's sort of inventiveness on the ball and his ability to pick a pass out of nowhere and just sort of see Mm -hmm. that, see something that no one else saw was 
something that Letizia had. Obviously, Letizia is a great finisher and, and a great target man, but I think Seydorf had that little bit X factor, as, as you boys know, I like to, to talk about yeah. a lot. <laughs> yeah. um, the, 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 diff- the difficulty is where Zola fits in because Zola is a very different player. Mm. He's not like, you know, you wouldn't exchange Seidel for, for Zola necessarily or Letizia. They're, mm. they're different players in mm. their own right. I, I, I'm struggling to fit in to see where he fits in mm. to the picture. Okay. Harren, oh. what are your thoughts? <sighs> I, I think I'd have Letiz up there for me. I, I really did, did rate him. Mm. Um, I mean, it's, it's, hard, it's harder for me with these ones because I didn't watch as much of them. Uh, say more of the modern players, but um, no, yeah, we have to up higher. Didn't watch yeah, football till 2015. Classic. Here we go. <laughs> um, but I, I think the tips will probably be up there for me. Um, Starting. But, yeah, but, but I think so. Mm-hmm. His, his goals were so, yeah. <laughs> for so many years for Southampton as well. He was he was class for them. Do you think if he'd have moved to say United at the time, he'd be considered? Even better than he already is. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think he's a very underrated player. I, I think so. Yeah, yeah. technically in, in, he's in a, a better genius, squad yeah. with better players. He, yeah. he, I think his career he could definitely won a lot more. Mm. He's got a, what is it? He's bang on a hundred, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. This year, in terms of the stats, like, and you know that's playing for Southampton. Mm. You know, they, they he wasn't he didn't have you know world class players feeding him balls at the time. You know he was he was relying on feeding off scraps in some mm-hmm. respects. Maybe if Southampton hadn't sold all those players, exactly. He's still have Letizia up front yeah. for you. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know this billionaire owner comes in, finds the secret to eternal youth, and Letizia never ends. <laughs> yeah. I think unfortunately for me, Letizia is going to be at my club, Ooh, and really? I'm going to play Sadol for my first team and Zola on on the bench. Mm-hmm. I think a very very difficult oh, choice yeah. to make, but I think Zola. Again, one of those sort of flair players, pips that Letizia yeah. to it for me. Very fair. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna have to um, start with with Seedorf, mm-hmm. then go Letizia, and then oh no, that hurts to say. Zola's out. Oh god, that hurts. Yeah, I'm 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 agreeing with you, Rod. I think Seedorf yeah. at the top just he's incredible. I think what summed up for me was whenever you watch Soccer Aid. He's in like the World Eleven. He's like forty-five or whatever, and he still looks like he'll play in the Prem today. Yeah, He's yeah, incredible. Yeah. Um, one, God knows how many Champions Leagues as well. Um, so I think he'd start, and yeah, Letizia on the bench for his magic. And then, unfortunately, I can't believe I'm saying this, but Zola's got to go. It's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. I think I'd swap your top two. I think mm-hmm. that, that'd be my my option. It's, it's grim, but <laughs> has to be done. Yeah. It's a grim choice. Like, I <laughs> yeah, mean, all yeah, three yeah. are all class. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know. um, so yeah, that's that's that this week. Very interesting doors. Look out for next week. Tough one at the end. That's probably the hardest one yet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> Rod's still not happy though. I mean, especially hard for hiring. He didn't have a clue who they were. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Do you know who said off his hiring? No, no. No. I, 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 I can't. I, I, he thinks it's a Belgian town. <laughs> Belgian town. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on this week then to the Dorsey Challenge, which mm-hmm. was particularly interesting this week. Actually, I, I had a lot of fun doing it. One yeah, of the yeah. most fun yet, I think. So it's the best eleven to never play for a top six club. And there's been a few sort of um, interesting points made by you boys about... Yeah, yeah. So my initial thought was just players that have never played for City, United, Arsenal, Chelsea, Spurs or Liverpool. Um, but then I thought I, I thought of, I thought about it and sort of left it open to interpretation, I think. I think okay, Rod, yeah, Rod's, yeah. Rod's done a few things that won't make Hiram very happy, which in, I always cool. enjoy. So. It's just interesting because we I was thinking like, you know, well, I could just choose players from the early 90s, like Norwich, exactly. Newcastle, Villa. I mean, even Liverpool were in the top four and, and top exactly. six back then. So You choose players from then and they're all top six players. But I think but the, the basis the, was the no six. City, no United, no Arsenal, yeah, yeah. no Chelsea, no Spurs. Liverpool. I think that's good, that's um, good. So, so we'll, we'll, do, we'll go for that. So I think we'll start with Scott today, if that's all right, mate. Okie dokie, yeah. I wasn't ready to be first. Let's uh, start. You've got to be on your toes. Uh, the yeah, challenge, you, you mate. Do. Who knows yeah, who's yeah, going to yeah, go yeah. first, mate? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, you're never ready on time, are you? No, <laughs> no, not really. But um, I picked this man before. Uh, reliable goalkeeper. Has to be Yaskalene, uh Bolton. Okay. Um, Malcolm won't be happy with that. No. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's not going to be happy. Oh, yeah. Also, before we say it, two players from a club, Max. Which oh, yeah, is yeah. Two players in the, the rules. Club, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but he, he was, again, his longevity there mm-hmm. uh, has it for me. So I had, had to put him there. Uh, left, well, both, both my fullbacks are leads. Um, and both won team of the season uh, in different uh, years. Oh, uh, the, the left one being Ian Hart. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, 99 yeah. 2000, mainly for his, uh, his long range goals. Um, 
his long time at Leeds, I think he played other clubs as well. Mm-hmm. Um, even like even like Levante, he went to for oh, a few class. years as well. Um, so he's done it, done it all over the place. But it was very reliable at Leeds, and at the right was uh, Gary Kelly, ninety three, ninety four. Was there his whole time. I think in his whole career uh, with Leeds I think with Don Revy as well right at the end of his time uh, but just another very reliable player uh, for Leeds t- very well. much a hiring manager Don Revy I don't know yeah. why <laughs> <laughs> your kind of manager yeah yeah, yeah. Um, centre back then um, I went for James Tukowski for Burnley I think he's wow um, I've done the same wow I, I, I think oh, I said him as well. he's yeah. been very very good for Burnley for the last uh, I think three or four years yeah. Um so so reliable, and I think it's probably been fortunate to miss out on team of the season uh, once once or twice. Yeah. Uh, so I had to put him in there for mm-hmm. me, um, and also Gareth Southgate as well mm-hmm. uh, again for Palace for his leadership and his real- reliability. Um, unfortunately, missing that penalty in the in the Euros, <laughs> but uh, was top class for me. So he had to be in there. Mm-hmm. Love you laughing, does. We were an England fan back then. Yeah, we yeah, yeah. I wasn't born then. <laughs> there is literally pictures of you with the Gerard shirt. On. I'm, I'm not denying it. I'm not denying it. I was I was a deluded young boy, shall we say? Uh, so we, I, I went for the, the, my classic four four two when it comes to Premier League size. I just yeah. love it. Um, and on the left hand side, um, I had to put Dimitri Payet. Oh yeah, wow! Yeah, I did not yeah, think of that. That's a very good shout. He, pff, That's the, a great shout. His, I think it was fifty, the fifteen sixteen season at West Ham, yeah. which got him into the team of the season. Uh, one of the only well. non-top six players in there, mm. uh, and I, I just remember that goal he scored where he um, came in from that left-hand side. Uh, went like past like <laughs> yeah, pr- pretty much the whole, almost his whole team. Yeah. That was a joke. I love, I love that. So that. had to be in there for me. Um, and then on the right hand side was Solano uh, for Newcastle. Mm, I th- wow. Did we see his a, a, a guy walking down the road the other day doors with him on the back? Yeah, we did. We did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Surely, surely that's what is that the inspiration? But that's probably probably part of the inspiration. <laughs> but I was like, yeah, I, I think um, he, he was one of the top players for Newcastle that mm. time. Um, second best South American player in 1997 <laughs> as well. If you want a bit of statistics. Um, fun fact: He's also broken lockdown rules in Peru recently, and is, I think has been arrested. But I'm not, I'm not picking him on that basis yeah. because that's that's now. And um, so many fun so- facts coming out of Highland. Yeah, where's this coming from? And the trivia, yeah, working all day. But Solano being a good player was back then. Uh, yeah, good, do, yeah, not really. not anything to do with what he's floundering now, but um, <laughs> floundering. He's <laughs> all pigeon, mate. So, so <laughs> we've then gone for. I've just gone for a more attacking uh, midfielder and a more defensive one. Okay. So with the defensive one, I've gone for Indidi for yeah, Leicester. Very good I, choice. I think. <laughs> I wonder if Rod's got him there. <laughs> the absence of uh, of Angolo Kante, mm. um, he's filled in quite nicely for me. I think he's done quite well because given how brilliant Kante was when mm. they won the league and how brilliant he has been for Chelsea mm. as well, I think he's filled a void which isn't so big as um, it could have been if they didn't get the right man. Uh, and Janino for um, yeah. for Borough as well. I mean, won the World Cup with Brazil, won the League Cup with uh, with Borough, He's but uh, he was he was top class in the league um, for a good few years as well. So I had to put Janino in there for mm-hmm. me, uh, and then two uh, strikers for me. Then one being probably a pop, maybe a popular choice of Jamie Vardy. Mm-hmm. Uh, also for Leicester, I think fifteen sixteen speaks for itself. Yeah. He was top draw. Um, that season and, and ever since as well um, always banging in the goals probably one of the later England players to actually get into the team properly uh, like he has and work his way through the league so he's been very impressive uh, and I also went for Andrew Johnson for Palace a bit more of a rogue one okay. uh, 21 goals for the relegated side in 4 5 so yeah, I think it was very yeah. very yeah. unfortunate to uh, to go down despite the goals he was banging in played for Fulham as well didn't he I think, yeah, I think so yeah, yeah. He, he played for quite a few uh, yeah. few teams um, but that was his most predominant season uh, 21 goals he got a few goals in the championship I think the season before mm-hmm. um, but unfortunately went down but very good, I think, alongside Jamie Vardy. So that's wow. that's my that's my uh, eleven. Very good team, mate. Very good team. Um, should we move on to Rod? Yeah. So I went for Yeskalainen in goal. You know, very... yes, my dad's not going to be happy with this boy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like you know, he he did a job. He was a phenomenal he was keeper. Class, yeah. yeah, and you know, again as well, did a job for West Ham and Wigan as well. Mm. When he played for them. Left back. I think you boys can all guess <laughs> who I've gone for. Is it Stuart Pearce? 
Yes, it is. <laughs> I considered the classic like, Rod Stewart pin. He just seems to fit every single Dawsey challenge. He does fit all. Yeah, 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 he's yeah. crazy. Yeah, like, I considered Leighton Baines, obviously, yeah. but you know, very good shout. He you was. know, you boys would be having a go at me if I didn't pick Stuart Pearce. Yeah, yeah, yeah it would be. Um, we would be. We'd be on your back. Yeah, I then went for Gareth Southgate as, mm-hmm, as one of my yeah. centre backs. You know, Paris Villa, Middlesbrough. And then this is the, the slightly more controversial one. I've gone for Sylvian Distin. Oh, yeah, Sylvian Distin, yeah, he's yeah, class, yeah. Who did play for City, but he left them. Oh, the yeah. End, but he, he left them uh, at the end of 06, 07, so before they were actually a top six club. <laughs> yeah, it's true, it's true. It's so that, that's my sort of interpretation of it. Oh, uh, I forgot he City, yeah. Very yeah, controversial. The, I mean, it's very controversial. I mean, it's effective, they were a different club yeah. before They were. Like, like, they were only established. We, 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 we were, we were. You, you were a completely different club that was never, at that time, before the money was going to come in, never going to be in the top mm. six. It, it, goes against, it goes against the rule of the challenge, but I think I'll, I'll allow it. <laughs> it's, it's City, funny. It's, it's, it's just it's, funny. It's, yeah. it's, it's bait I, for I me. I have picked him fair, for, fair not for his exploits with City, but more for winning the FA Cup with Portsmouth, yeah. being Everton's player of the season mm-hmm. in 11-12 as well. Yeah, yeah. Class, like, you know, he was absolutely phenomenal for them, which is why I picked him. He did also win player of the season in 0-2-0-3 for City, interestingly. That was when they were in League One. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, they'd just come up, actually. For was actually first season back in the Premier He never played for them outside the Prem, interestingly. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, they'd literally just come back up and then at right back I've gone for you know a sort of fantasy football legend in Doherty Mm -hmm. you know he's got eight goals and nine assists and 66 appearances for (laughs) Wolves which is you know he had that one season last season where he was just astonishing really like banging in the assists Mm -hmm. and being an all round great right back for them yeah I always have Doherty in my fantasy and then so I've gone for 4 3 3 just because you need free you need free up front you yeah. do and then I've gone for Aaron Moy in my midfield you know yeah. he was he, he was top for Huddersfield yeah. you love Aaron Moy I've only picked him once I definitely this is the this first time I've picked him I'm I'm sure I, I picked him before oh right yeah, yeah. yeah. right and then Juninho um, yeah, again, yeah. you know, Scott, I think, covered it. He was phenomenal for Borough in his two spells there in 95, 97 and in 0204. And then I also have gone for Ndidi as that CDM. Mm. You know, he. I don't know how Spurs have managed to replace... Uh, sorry, Leicester have replaced the uh, players they've managed to replace. Mm. Like, you know, they let Maguire go. Sunku comes in, mm. he's phenomenal. And then they let Kante go. And then Ndidi comes in brilliant and he's scouting. also phenomenal. Yeah. Brilliant scouting. So, yeah, Leicester scouts definitely deserve... A, a pay rise. Yeah, they definitely do. <laughs> and then my... No, my no, fun- it was just luck, boys, wasn't it? Yeah, oh, of course, oh, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. 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 In the words of luck. Scott, yeah. Leicester winning the league was one of the luckiest achievements in Premier League history. Yeah, very lucky. In popular opinion. Yeah. <laughs> and then I've gone for a front three of Alan Shearer, mm. you know, top top goal scorer in the Prem. Enough said. Yeah. J- J- Jamie Vardy, I think <laughs> Scott said. covered it. Yeah. Like, you know, he's most goals in consecutive games. And then Letizia I went for, mm, for Southampton. Yeah. You know, I think we, we've talked about him enough on the choice. show. Like, really shined for that Southampton side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very good team, Rod. Interesting, Rod. Very, very nice team. Do you want to go mid or should I? Yeah, yeah. No, I'll get mine up now. I'm looking forward to, I always look forward to mid because I already know there's going to be some controversy in there. You yeah, can't have yeah. Jason Park, unfortunately, this time. But. Well, I've gone for Yossi Lascar. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've gone for one that Malcolm will appreciate a bit more. I've gone Neville Southall. Yeah, you um, love that. Oh. Nearly 600 appearances in the league for Everton. Mm. Real uh, stalwart for them. Mm-hmm. And of course, the Wales national side as well. Yeah. Uh, left back, I've got another Everton stalwart uh, throughout the 90s and 2000s. And later, Everton caretaker manager in David Unsworth. Mm-hmm. I think it was really the sort of, wow. you know, people forget, people think about Leighton Baines as the uh, the, the dream Everton left back. But I think a lot of Everton fans would tell you they'd rather have Unsworth in there for his sort of services to mm. the club. Um, a centre back. I've gone for an interesting one, actually. So, sort of flouting your top six, you oh, know, yeah. rules here, <laughs> here a little we bit. Go. Obviously, that not um, the rule breakers this week. Bla- Blackburn, obviously, one of the best teams in the nineties. Mm. Finished finished second in in ninety two, ninety three. Very early on. Won it in fifty five. Exactly. Won it in ninety five. Yeah. And one of the, one of the players that sort of defined that era was Colin Hendry yeah, playing yeah. centre back mm. potentially one of the best centre backs in the world at the time yeah. you know you know, you talk about mean Premier League centre backs and he's right up there um, 
Also went and did the domestic trouble with Rangers in 99, which is interesting. Oh, so, you know, he's a, he's a real real winner, as, yeah. as Hiram would say, a yep. winner. Right. Um, playing him alongside Ron Vlaar, you might remember Class. playing for Aston Villa, uh, sort of in the early 2010s. Um, <laughs> Only got seventy nine appearances with Villa, but he captained them in that in that yeah, time. Of course, and I think really left his mark on on the Premier League. And it was sad to see him go back to the Netherlands. Uh, of course, that's the Netherlands, who I think he also captained. Um, and, he did in twenty fourteen, uh, and they came third in the World mm-hmm. Cup in in, yeah. in twenty fourteen. So uh, a real force at the back. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, right back again, exploiting the 90s here. Uh, gone for Ian Culverhouse, nearly wow. 300 appearances for Norwich, um, who he helped to second in the table in the early 90s. Wow. Um, of course, he didn't qualify for the Champions League back then. We qualified for the UEFA Cup. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, you know, they, he was iconic in that UEFA Cup campaign. I think it was in 93, 94, um, where he re- really spearheaded them. Um, I think they got to the quarterfinals or round of 16, maybe. They had a really good campaign. Yeah. Um, he did play for Spurs, but it was in the early eighties. So yeah. I think Premier League era, man. Yeah, yeah, I, I think I think that's allowed. Yeah, yeah. Um, in I've gone for a four-three-three here, so I got sort of three three centre mids. Uh, gone for a centre mid of Nigel Rio Coca. You might remember him <laughs> yeah. from his from his West Ham days, yeah. or possibly Bolton or Villa. He's been around the Premier League a bit, but a real good distributor of the ball. You know, he knew what he was doing with it with possession. Uh, he plays alongside Gary Speed. Yeah, yeah. He's tempted. <laughs> I was tempted to put him in for me. Yeah, I think again. I think Gary Speed is actually the record Premier League appearance holder until sort of um, mid two thousands. I think he was overtaken by David James and Leah Giggs. Did and, you, yeah. Right. Um, but I think he's still right up there in terms yeah, of, of, appear- of appearances. Um, obviously, he played Leeds. Everton, Bolton, he played all over the Premier League. And of course, he played yeah. them, right? Quite equal stints at each one, like a good yeah. few years at each yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, and obviously the, the, the Wales captain and, and later manager before his death in yeah. 2011. Yeah. Um, but yeah, re- really great player in his time, I think. It's very difficult to keep him out of the yeah. squad. It won't be the first time you hear that name, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> and my third midfield, I've gone for uh, Stylian Petrov. Class. Um, obviously, a, a Villa legend, which was sadly diagnosed with leukemia in 2012. Mm. But he's actually the record appearance holder for Bulgaria, mm. um, and I think wow, it's one well, of the Berbatov. Yeah, 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 I think he's got picked Berbatov off the top of your head. 120 appearances wow. for Bulgaria, I think. Wow. Um, which is almost as many times as played for Villa. But yeah. <laughs> I think when he was at his peak, he, he was unstoppable yeah, yeah. and really one of the best uh, midfielders in the league. Uh, front three have gone a little bit alternative, as you, as you probably expect. Um, <laughs> <Everyone's laughs> yeah. I've got um, Paolo Canio, who you mentioned yeah. Yeah. a little bit earlier on, on the show. Um, he scored 50, uh, 47 in 118 for, for West Ham. That's not bad. Um, he plays alongside Nikita Jelovic. Oh, wow, um, wow. Who's very good probably my sort of interesting choice of the thing. Very, very skillful Croatian international, of course. Uh, probably had his peak at Everton, yeah. but also played for Hull, West Ham, and was really one of those players which defense, defenses struggled to shut down. Mm. You know, it's very difficult to keep him out of a match. And then they play alongside Kevin Davis, of course. Yeah, what a player. Big goal scorer for Bolton. I think he was the oldest, one of the oldest England debutants since the 50s. I think the oldest in, yeah. at, at making his England debut at age 33. No no one is that old <sighs> Yeah. Um, since, since the 50s. But, um, yeah, through a very good strike partnership there, with those three, I think. Wow. Defensive struggle to deal with it. Very, yeah, very, very, good team, yeah. Yeah. very good very team. Good. Very um, good team. So, move on to mine. Um, obviously, a few weeks ago, I was... Saying how Sean Dyche is a genius, so I've gone oh for dear. two of two of his back four uh, back five. So in goal, I've got Nick Pope. Not Yessi Askelin. No, I'm, <laughs> I can't have Yessi. My dad would kill me. But uh, I've got Nick Pope. Howard. Tim Howard. Oh, he played for United, mate. Of course he did, didn't he? Yeah, yeah I've um, for Everton. Classic. Nick Pope, what a player? Yeah. Um, I think he'll be England's number one for many years to come. The sooner they get rid of Pickford, the better, and put him in. Um, in my opinion, and fullbacks, I want both of them for Everton. So I've gone. Baines and Coleman. Um, obviously, Baines, oh, as you mentioned, Rod, scored penalties for fun. Scored that incredible free kick against Newcastle all those years ago, which I still remember to this day. But nearly 500 appearances for Everton as well. Phenomenal. And then Seamus Coleman. Obviously, for me, I usually have him in my fantasy football team. Maybe not over recent years, but sort of early 2010s. He was always in there with the assists and goals. Brilliant player. Um, and as you mentioned earlier, Scott, I've got Tarkovsky in the. Yeah. One of my centre backs from Burnley, of course. 
as Scott said, brilliant, brilliant that season. Then I've gone Ashley Williams as the other one, mate. Obviously, oh, interesting. Yeah, bad you know, Swans, yeah. Swans, well, icon really. Uh, yeah. Obviously, won the, the League Cup with you and did everything he did for Wales as well. I think he's been a brilliant centre half in the English game. Obviously, Welsh icon. Um, my CDM, I've gone Papa Booba Diop yeah, from uh, from <laughs> Fulham. I think he was um, in my team a few weeks ago. For yeah, he was. I, I, yeah. I knew you'd like that. Yeah, um, like oh, that. He could play at centre-back, but I, I think he was better in the CDM role. He definitely was, yeah. Um, and then next to him, I've got Gary Speed, as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Wales icon again. Two Welshmen in my team, that's good to see. Um, and then I've got sort of two sort of cams, one of which is Matt Letizia. I mean, yeah. his goal speak for himself, obviously. I put him on the bench earlier on, which obviously isn't good, but, you know... Um, <laughs> Some of the best goals you'll ever see in Premier League history, um, and the next one I've got Morton Gamps Pedersen yeah, from, from Blackburn Rovers. <laughs> um, oh no, I was thinking that he played for City, but that was Rocky Santa Cruz. Yeah, yeah. City, yeah. You know? One of the best left foots the Premier League's ever seen, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, phenomenal, phenomenal player, um, and he's obviously an, a Blackburn icon. And then front two, Alan Shearer, obviously goes without saying. And then for me, one of my favourite ever strikers in Yakubu. Um, taking him as a time at Borough. You love a good Yakubu. I love Yakubu. Yeah, I think yeah, he's just he's brilliant. Honestly, for, at Borough in particular, he was almost unplayable. Yeah. Um, and I think he had to be in there um, with Janino just missing out on my sentiment. But remember his five star card and shootout. Exactly, mate. That's what that's the show I remember, <laughs> mate. That when you get that shiny Borough logo, it's yeah. incredible. You know, you know um, for a good one. Yakubu. Ends up my team. Uh, very good team this week, boys. I was very impressed with a lot. Interesting, yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. Could be a variety, I think. Yeah, well, I was. I was love variety. Some good shared variety. ones as well. Yeah, yeah. Jamie Vardy's a good shout. I think Vardy was hard to leave out, obviously. But yeah, I had. I had to put him in. It's, it's, it's Yakubu, and I'm a Yakubu merchant, so. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, that's about all we got time for here on. They think it's all over this week. Um, we do hope you enjoyed the podcast. Do let us know your thoughts. Do give us a message or. Drop us a comment on our posts if you want to add anything to give us your uh, Dorsey Challenge 11 or maybe your opinion, your opinion on Rod's unpopular opinion this week. Uh, but yeah, thanks very much for listening. And this has been They Think It's All Over, and it is now. <laughs>